Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast. My name is Heather. And I'm Mark, and we are your co-hosts. And we're here to take a look back into the Jewish roots of our faith. For the way forward in youth ministry discipleship. This podcast is a part of the Youth Cartels Podcast Network. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. Uh, Today we have a fun one. Heather's going to walk us through the Feast of Tabernacles or Sukkot. But first, we just want to remind you of a couple of things. We have a cool show coming up with a special guest. Uh, Who's that, Heather? Uh, Gee whiz, Mark, maybe Dr. Carmen Imes. That's going to be super fun. I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. We're going to have a person now. Huh? Where's she teaching now? She's here in the U.S. now. She's at Biola University. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, so isn't that fun? That is fun. And we're going to ask her about her book, uh, Bearing the Name or Bearing God's Name. name. Yeah. Yep, yep. yep. And then a future project that she's got in the mix, she's going to do some uh, discussion about that. So that'll be super fun. Cool. And then we've had had just a few people express interest in possibly um, some upcoming Israel trips. If that's interesting to you, um, we're putting together like our first ever first century youth ministry trip to Israel, where we connect the dots between um, the world of Jesus and right. scripture to discipling students in a way that hopefully works a lot better than everything that we've been trying. So yeah, for um, real. Consider going with us, just shoot us a, a message or visit the websites, um, firstcenturyyouthministry.com. We have a page on Israel trips and you can get connected with us that way too. Amen, brother friend. Amen, brother friend. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to share really quick, if I can find it here, about an email that I got from somebody who uh, sent us a message about the podcast. And um, it's from Linda Duke. She's a podcast listener. And she said that she thought that you uh, sounded like Mikey Day from Saturday Night Live when she... (laughs) first started That's listening funny. to the podcast. Okay. <laughs> I looked the guy up. I'm not fully convinced, but maybe. Um, so I've been podcasting for a while <laughs> in various shows and ways. And if I had to summarize my podcast voice more than anything, I think it sounds like a frog. Like, and so yeah. <laughs> if he sounds like a frog, then maybe I do sound like Mikey Day. Indeed. <laughs> So either Kermit the Frog or Mikey Day, maybe that's a better fit, right? Hi-ho, Mikey. (laughs) All right. All right. Moving along. Yes. Okay. So the final... Did you say moving right along, like from the Muppet movie? Is that from the Muppet movie? Oh, yeah. Moving right along is like this great song. Anyways, let's crack on. Let's crack on. Okay. So the final uh, festival during God's appointed times... uh, that was given to Israel is the festival of Sukkot, which is the feast of tabernacles or the feast of booths. Um, So it marks the end of the agricultural year and it occurs in the fall. Uh, So many Jewish families, this is kind of fun. They build little huts. Where did they even get a phone booth? It's not a phone booth, Mark. Oh, oh, sorry. (laughs) But see, this is why, this is why it's so important that we look back. Right. And we don't try to, by the way, I'm pretty sure. At least modern day, our kids now would not know what a phone booth is. That was our definitely our generation when you would go to a phone booth and make a phone call. 
that's it might as well be it like might as well be first century to them <laughs> seriously that's hilarious yeah. oh my gosh yeah i remember those days putting the quarter in there making a phone call yeah those were the days. Hold of them, i mean man but you could call yeah but you could call collect remember that you could call collect on a phone booth i remember calling my parents collect for sure yeah for sure fun times okay all right so sukkot uh it occurs in the fall and Many Jewish families build little huts that they eat their meals in throughout the week of this festival. So the festival calls Israel to remember their 40 years of wandering when they lived in these temporary shelters or these temporary huts in the wilderness. Yeah. So Sukkot represents restored fellowship with God since it immediately follows um, the days of awe during the high holy days. So there's Yom Kippur and then boom, here comes Sukkot. And so Sukkot is this huge celebration Everybody loves Sukkot. Um, it's, it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's remembering all that God has done. And the huts are called sukkahs. Uh, and they represent God's provision, care, and sustenance in the life of Israel, specifically during their wilderness wandering. So, Mark, how does one get themselves ready for Sukkot? I don't know. I mean, I was hoping you could tell <laughs> us that. But I was just about to ask you, have you been in one? Because I, I have. I, yeah, you told me about the, the booths that they used to build there at Hebrew Union College. It's sweet. It's essentially yeah. a fort for That's adults. That's legit. It's That's so, so fun. Yeah. That would be a middle schooler's dream for sure. Um, uh, part, of, part of the joy of having a child is getting to build forts again. So. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Okay, anyways. Okay, so build a, build a booth, build a sukkah. Do that first. Get some lulav. Um, get yourself some lulav, Mark. That gets you ready for Sukkot. Those are date palm branches. And, oh, I thought um, it was those really expensive sweatpants. <laughs> Lula? Oh, that's Lululemon. Lululemon, okay. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to shut up. Wow. <laughs> we should, but don't, don't you need sweatpants if you're going to be in a fort? I feel like that would be. I recommend it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. get yourself some Lulav, which is date palm branch, not expensive sweatpants. And um, make yourself happy. That's something you're supposed to do because it's a celebration. It's a time of rejoicing. In yeah. celebrating who God is. And also they express giving to charity. So they um, that's something that they encourage people to do during this festival. Mm-hmm. And then plan your Sukkot meals and parties. Because again, it's a celebration. And read the Torah portions. So that's how you get yourself ready for Sukkot. Um, just, again, it's just this big celebration. Because, and here's, here's the really fun thing though about Sukkot. Because here's where Jesus comes in, okay? So Jesus is our eternal dwelling. He is our true tabernacle, right? Like that we can live under his blessing, under his dwelling, and that we can live with him in this time through his resurrection and in the life that is to come in heaven as we tabernacle with him forever. So it's like this huge celebration in this life as we tabernacle with Jesus on this life and then as we tabernacle with him in heaven. So he is our forever sukkah serving as God's provision, carrying sustenance in our lives forever in this age and in the age to come. So isn't that fun? It is fun. Yeah. So just to like make it clear to our listeners, um, I remember thinking like when I found out about this tradition, I was first of all, like, this is kind of weird, but it's really fun. Oh, for sure. But like backtracking it into the old Testament wasn't necessarily clear to me. Ah. And all those, all those like sections of like 
Exodus and Numbers that you might have skipped over that talks about how you're supposed to encamp around the tent of meeting and it lists the tribes and who should camp where. Yeah. So that's what you were in. You were in this like booth or tent that you made. For sure. And that's what that's why you're building like a booth. Uh-huh. And um is it the gospel of John that actually uses like basically camping or tabernacling as a verb when it describes Jesus. Like he came here and dwelled among us is how it gets translated. Yes. Yes. But it yes. It is. It is John. Greek, yes. Like it backtracks into the Greek translation of the Bible as mm-hmm. like a tabernacle or a tent. He tented with. Them. Yeah. Isn't, that, Isn't cool? that fun? It is really fun. So again, here's Jesus showing up in the festival of Sukkot and Hey, you want to know what else Jesus did during the festival of Sukkot? That's really fun. What? Okay, so John talked about this a little bit in the Torah in the Gospels episode that we had, but yeah. I just want to talk about it again because it's so fun and it is right on point with what we're talking about in the Festival of Suc- Sukkot. So, okay, so each day during the festival, during the time of Jesus, the priests would conduct a water libation ceremony, right? Okay. And so the high priest would lead the way, fill up a golden pitcher, and pour out water into the pool of Siloam. And as he did this, the people would wave their lulav, right, and sing Psalm 118, 25 through 26, which is a messianic psalm that says, Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. So, Mm. Hoshana. Hoshana, that's right. So this was a messianic psalm, as I mentioned. And during the last day of the feast, it tells us in John chapter 7, that Jesus shows up and he says this in the temple courts, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. So look at that. Isn't that so fun what Jesus did during the last day of Sukkot, which is a celebration of God tabernacling with his people of his sustenance and provision or excuse me, of God being with his people and providing for and caring for them. And here's Jesus. Now he's on earth with his people and he's saying, hey, you know this water libation ceremony? You know this messianic psalm that you're saying right here? Let me tell you something. Drink from me the living water and you'll never thirst again. Like what a beautiful. That's really cool. Yeah. Isn't that neat? You know what? So you said, you said, isn't that fun? But it's also audacious. Can you yeah. imagine like one of your core celebrations uh-huh. as the people of God, you're yep. gathered up and there's a ceremony mm-hmm. and everyone knows how it's supposed to go. That's right. And that's, that's when the famous teacher from Galilee mm-hmm. yells that about himself <laughs> over the, the crowd. Right. I mean, Oh my word. Did yeah. you ever sit in church as a kid and when they were doing something very somber or very like, this is the way we do it. And mm. like, wouldn't it be crazy if someone just rollerbladed through here right now? <laughs> Did you ever think things like that? Or is that just me? I mean, I think that was you. I, I But I hear where you're coming from or for sure. Yeah. This, this is going to sound horrible, but like my church had a routine around baptism where like everyone knew the drill. This is how you baptism or this is how you baptize. baptize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always thought like, Dude, imagine if a guy just cannonballed from stage left, like. You know right? what my my dad did during his baptism because he got what? baptized later in life. He wore a snorkel mask. That's amazing. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I for like sure. that guy. Yeah, um, 
we park our cars in the same lot. Apparently. Yeah, for reals. So, so but yeah, that's how audacious it would have been. Yes. Like a complete affront to what everyone thought we were doing here. Yeah. To make a bold statement about this is who I am and what mm-hmm. I do. And this festival is about me. That's right. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah. Really so cool. Isn't that wild when you crack open your Bible and you read and you're like, oh, okay, Jesus said that thing. But no, 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 no. Like, put yourself in that situation, right? Like during the festival of Sukkot, this celebration where, as you said, they're doing their normal average thing, right? Like, okay, the priest is pouring the water and everybody's waving their lulav, right? They're celebrating, you know, all that kind of thing. And then Jesus is like, you're right. He would have had to yell it. Like it wouldn't have been like this little tiny thing where he got this little microphone and said it. No, he would have had to, but can you imagine Jesus? I'm just like picturing this right where, yeah, you know, yeah. like you're waiting for your moment, right? And he's waiting, and you're just waiting. Yeah. And there's Jesus; he's just waiting. And then he pours the water, and he's like, "If anyone, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is I that wild? Is mo- I think this is a moment where, if you were like a kid in yeah. the audience and you were whispering to your sister, your uh-huh. mom would have been like, "Shh, they're pouring the water. <laughs> right? You know, just quietly wave your lula." Yeah. And like, that's when he's like. <laughs> You know, like speaking out very loudly over the whole ritual. Yeah. And and we read through it and we don't know any of the context and about that festival. And we're just like, Uh so we went there and said this thing. And it's like, no, it was a big interruption. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And a beautiful interruption, right? Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. I mean, Jesus is making a bold statement about himself believes in me, right? Like puts their trust in me, their allegiance unto me, right? Like scriptures that said rivers of living water will flow from within them. And so Jesus shows up all over the place here in the feast of Sukkot. And it's right there in in our Bibles, right? And it's so fun. And so um, he clearly- youth pastors, whatever your senior pastor has planned, when this week rolls around, you let your kids do whatever they want to interrupt him or cut him off. <laughs> or there can be rollerblades, cannonballs. I'm just kidding. Right. You might get fired. I mean, for sure. Yeah. But what if, <laughs> I mean, but what if like you legit made a booth with your kids, right? And you talked about how God tabernacled with his people through Jesus and how we can live under God's blessing and protection through Christ. And that someday, we will forever in the age to come live under God's tabernacle in heaven. Like, isn't that so fun? I think it's one of the most doable and fun, like appropriations of a festival that you could have for your kids. Because I mean, honestly, there's something primal in every one of your youth group kids that would Mm -hmm. love to be a kid again and build a fort. Oh yeah. Well, there's something primal in adults that want to do that too. Let's be honest. Right. Yeah, you start like doing that with your kids, and then once it's built, you sit them all down in there and and chat about it. Or if you have a big group, build multiple forts for small groups and sit. Have all your volunteer leaders sit down with a pre-planned discussion about why we did this and how it connects to Jesus. That would be so bonkers cool. Yeah, for sure. So this feast is also going to have future fulfillment in the messianic kingdom in, uh, in the book of revelation. Right. And so we read about that, about how this, this festival is going to be celebrated there too, with the ingathering of 
is real. And so Sukkot's going to keep showing up. It's going to be there. In fact, they call it the festival. It's their favorite one. They call it the festival because it's the party one. It's the it's celebration. the party. Uh-huh. Yep. That's cool. It's the celebration one for sure. Yeah. So uh, youth pastor, how do you ground this? Again, I would just teach your kids about the festivals and bring in these um, tangible ways to help them remember it and take it home by building a booth together and talking about how you can live under God's protection and grace and provision through Jesus. So that's all I got. That's great. I love that. Yeah. You know, this, this is a time where so many people are struggling with attendance of their students. Mm-hmm. And it seems like culturally a lot of, did you just hear my dog? Oh my goodness. I do hear your dog. Um, it seems like culturally a lot of Christians in America have decided, well, we know what church is all about. We've done that for years mm-hmm. and they're, they're kind of like, I don't know, numb to the way it's been done before. Sure. This is a chance for your youth group to tick a, like a little differently and to be a rock in your students' shoes. Like they don't actually know where you're headed always. And it's True compelling. Story. Yeah. You know? Agreed. Yeah. That's I love cool. it. Cool, cool, cool. Well, uh, if uh, youth pastors, if you want to know more about what's going on at First Century Youth Ministry, you can always come to firstcenturyyouthministry.com. And we love also when you come join our group on Facebook and we can chat and be friends there and all sorts of good discussions and questions and things to think about going on in our Facebook group too. Right on. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks. See ya.